0: That joke is so dad. I can't handle it.
1: That's what happens when I'm a bunch around. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Ooh>. <laughs> are you fucking okay? You okay, bud? Oh, I'm fucking up, bud. You <laughs> sure are fucking up, bud?
1: <laughs> Cut that whole thing out. <laughs>
0: Hello, and welcome to The Gailey Show. Today, Haley and I are chatting about allies. How, uh, how are you doing today? I'm
1: actually doing really well today, despite um, a lot of things going wrong. But things are going well.
0: Wow. I, we're mm-hmm. going to leave it at that. Haley's glass, ladies and gentlemen, is half full? Question mark? Yeah. Oh, my Three God. Quarters. Three quarters. Moment- yeah, what a momentous freaking occasion.
1: I know, I know.
0: Well, I'm happy to hear that you're you're doing well. Uh, so I have finally gotten to like mid season four of the L word. You know what that means? The basketball scene is that where you're going
1: with it? It's exactly where I'm going. Listen, I don't care if you watch the L word. You have to search basketball scene the L word. And just, it's five minutes of your time. And I promise you, it doesn't disappoint Marley. I've been talking about it forever. It goes down in history. One of my favorite scenes ever.
0: I uh, I called Haley when I watched it and uh, cried literal tears. Yeah. Um, especially if you've played basketball. It is just, <laughs> it it really does it for you. <laughs> go it's check good. it out. It's so good. And we, well, we won't talk about it anymore because we don't want to ruin it. But uh, please, please definitely go watch it. So you're almost,
1: you're more than halfway done with the whole entire show.
0: I think so, yeah. Um, so my girlfriend the other day, she works from home, but I get home a few hours early. So sometimes I'll turn it on in the background. She got up yesterday and was like, what season are you on? Or like, are you almost done with this? It's with such hate and disdain. And I was like, why? God, that, was, that sounded so harsh. And she was like, because I don't want to listen to it anymore. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I, I even am like enjoying parts of it now. Like, but she fucking is over it, and I, I don't know why. I could see where, like, if you weren't watching
1: it, it would be a lot to just hear it.
0: Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's just you know, like we said, softcore porn. Like every fifteen yeah. minutes, but in between that, there's some really interesting stories. Like there is a, a trans person on there. Max, his yep. story is very interesting. And though it depresses me 90% of the time, it feels extremely accurate for at least how my mind was back in the day about trans. Like, I've come a long way with that, like, understanding as well. Not that I was hateful or anything, but I definitely was ignorant to it. Right. And this was new, I mean...
1: When did, when did it, 2005, is that when it started? That's super, like,
0: early for something. Like, well, I mean, the whole show in general, I suppose. For sure. Um, but also in the L word, because we're talking about allies, I think there's some cool, like, ally scenes in there that really, like, really, like, speak to me as a person. I'm like, yes, I love that that person just did that. Uh, so those are always nice to see. Like, one um, is when there's... Tina is like going to combine her straight friends and her gay friends and her straight friends end up not being very understanding or like they start asking um, her ex really awkward questions, really homophobic questions. And um, Bet, the person who's being questioned, her brother-in-law steps up and is standing up for her in like Mm -hmm. the middle of being like bombarded with dumb straight people questions.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever been in like a position where not that you need someone to stand up for you because you know you don't but, but but have you like has anyone ever like tried to step in have you or have you
0: even been in a situation where someone needed to intervene so I wouldn't say like I've ever been in a heated situation where I felt like super threatened but I get I don't like being called he So like, I really fucking hate it, but I'm also like pretty insecure about it. So I don't, I don't say much, but it's really like I have had friends or I've been around coworkers and people who will correct people immediately, even though I won't. That like kind of shit is really, that. that's where my mind goes when I think of situations like that. It's the little things for sure. Yeah, that's a perfect example. It's super comforting and it really just kind of, I don't know. I can take a deep breath after it's like, I know I have somebody that like gets it.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's, and that's a really good point to make. Like you don't, to be an ally there's it's tiny, like it's so small. You don't have to go to all these big, I don't know, pride like parades and all that stuff. There's so many tiny, tiny things you can do to be an ally that people don't even realize.
0: Super cool to see, but a super hard concept. And like, I feel like you have to be kind of educated or at least have, experienced some part of the life the lifestyle god i hate that i just said that but you know to to really be an ally i'm not saying that anybody who mistakenly calls me he is like maliciously coming after me either they just you know people make mistakes that's fine even in those like little casual instances to have somebody do that for, not for me but like notice it or be aware of it at least is really it's really special
1: Mm-hmm. no yeah. yeah for sure like so so one for me I've never also I've also never been in like a threatening situation I don't think that someone for my sexuality like it's never been anything like that um but there it's like tiny things for me it's like bullshit is like not just gay bullshit it's just bullshit so like within relationship problems or anything like that just acting like it's just that it's really nice and it's that's hard to explain if you haven't been in it but um if I were to go up to someone and be like, I, uh, my girlfriend, this it's the nothing because you can see on their face. You can always see when
0: someone, you know, is about to say it. We can tell people. So just start working on it. I can tell you that right now. I, you can see it in people's eyes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's the, Oh, Oh, okay. Right.
0: Right. Right. I it's haven't the- ever
1: really gotten a Okay, cool. And then continue the conversation. It's always like it's always a stopper. It's always a conversation stopper. Yeah,
0: they go wait, whoa, whoa, two, two women.
1: They just go oh, okay, and then just yeah goes elsewhere. Which whatever it's you can you
0: can see the questions tur- turning in their minds. Like they're they have stopped listening to you.
1: Yeah, I've been really fortunate um, with the people I surround myself with. They uh ask me just but like your typical questions like if you hadn't seen someone in a while you've been like oh are you seeing anyone they would say oh do you got you have a girlfriend instead of being like oh do you have a boyfriend like it's just it's little things like that and it's I'm very fortunate I've never if I've had to correct someone it's been one time one correction and then and then they've they've done better
0: oh right yeah for sure that is that's a super good point people make mistakes I get it or they don't know or they're ignorant but yeah being told once that's also very special.
1: <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, something really big for me was actually just, this just happened the other day, my mom. And when I we will talk about, we'll talk with her about this, but when I came out, I think she was, she was, it was like a big shock to her and she didn't really understand it. And she never wasn't, wasn't not okay with it. She was never saying that, you know, this is wrong and she was always supportive, but, uh, the other day she was talking about, um, <laughs> how she's always worried about me because I'm alone all the time. <laughs> like she <laughs> acts like she doesn't know who I am, but, uh, she's like, I just worry about you. You're, you don't have anybody with you. You need a girlfriend. And I was like, that was just, that was just a really big moment for me. I don't know why it's something small like that, but
0: that's awesome, dude. Yeah. Also shout out mama Beeson
1: out of control all the time.
0: Real fucking clean. she's the best man she's the best the biggest ally ever yeah well not the biggest ally ever actually i think we have two of the biggest allies coming up in this interview which i'm super excited about
1: oh these these two people are like pivotal people in my life
0: yeah i have to say it's super comforting to know that people my age or maybe a little bit older and or younger are as passionate and like still putting this kind of good out into the world
1: yes so uh Arnell I met them Jesus six years ago almost uh we we all started working at a job together and uh I mean it just went from there and they're married now and like I am in the marriage as well also um, there have been times where, uh, so they wanted to go somewhere for their year anniversary and Arnell texted me and was like, uh, what's our plan? Like, you're, you're in this. What are we doing? <laughs> I was like, okay. I appreciate you. But anyways, yeah, they are not only like allies, but they do so much more within a bunch of different communities. So
0: the world is so lucky to have both of them. And without further ado, let's get to King Kayla and Arnell Powell. Hi Kayla, hi Arnell, welcome.
2: Hey Marley, hey Haley. Hey how are you? She said she said, hey Marley. Hey Haley. <laughs> yeah, goddamn right she did. I'm trying to be inclusive.
0: God she it. embodies everything that this podcast aims to do. That's why a wow, wonderful guest already.
1: Yep, yep. That's that's why you're here, Kayla. So, all right, so how do you how do you both identify? She, her, or king. King, Kayla. That's what yeah. you are on my phone. Him, but, his. him, his, he says. Okay, um, so the reason that you guys are here today is because you are two of the biggest um, allies that I know. I've told Marley this, that I'm almost like 100% confident that we've all been out somewhere wearing, like all of us wearing pride stuff.
0: <laughs> Arnell, tell us a little bit about yourselves. What do you guys do?
3: Um, so I am a group leader at Woodward Academy pretty much working with at-risk youth.
0: Oh dang, how long have you been doing that?
3: Uh, six months, uh, six months. Uh, it, it has ups and downs, but I, I think at the end of the day, it, it's still worth doing.
0: Do you come across um, a lot of gay queer queer youth in that uh, line of work?
3: I actually just got our first openly gay kid on our dorm.
0: Uh, oh, says male, says female?
3: Uh, male. How's that? Yeah. It's, it's a teaching moment for the kids in the dorm. That's what it is. Because, I mean, they're stuck in that immature spot where something different than what they actually see is is a problem. So it, it's a teaching moment for each one of them on the dorm. Uh, whether they are going to get it right now, that's up for discussion. But
0: at least you're there to try to beat it into them. I'm sorry, not beat it into them. Talk firmly to them about it.
3: For the most part, I mean, we try to, try to push that inclusiveness, that open-mindedness. Uh, it's bigger than just your bubble and your little group of friends that find it immature, you know.
0: That's got to be hard in middle of nowhere Iowa, right? To convince <laughs> other people that there's like other things in the world.
3: Very difficult, very difficult. And we had a couple kids from small town Iowa there that just don't. Uh, they make ignorant comments sometimes they say dumb things but that's kids uh not understanding so I mean hopefully in the future they do but right now it's a chore yeah
0: <laughs> I'm sorry Go
2: ahead. Well, I Well, kind of like he works like so it's juvenile justice and child welfare systems that he's working in and then like I work on like the public policy level of those systems. And, in especially in juvenile justice and child welfare, it is very stigmatized to be anything other than straight. And so I think like the key word that he said was openly gay, because I'm sure they've had other youth who have, a, who have been a part of the LGBTQ plus community that have not felt safe enough to come out.
0: It's so interesting to me that there's still places in the world that people can't don't feel comfortable enough being open. And
2: that's just, that's
0: my privileged, I say privileged as in like my family didn't give a shit when I came out kind of like way of living where like, I don't think I've ever been put in a world where I thought that I like wasn't going to be accepted or couldn't be anything but myself. I definitely got like made fun of or people would say dumb shit. But I also have that like those these broad ass shoulders that like really threaten people sometimes. So I've never been in a fight, but I look like I can. So a lot of people don't, don't fuck with me.
1: I also um, haven't like ever felt unsafe. I mean, maybe like uncomfortable, but I haven't ever felt like unsafe. But also I'm I don't know, I'm I'm a woman. So I don't know, maybe gay men in smaller towns struggle more with that. I don't know.
0: So you two are Identify as straight? Yes. Yes. First well, straight people on the show.
1: Well, you guys can't really because I'm also in your I'm gay and I'm in your marriage. So you're kind of like <laughs> 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 Marley, I tell everyone, everyone that we're a threpple. Everyone. I believe I it.
2: Um, we're Kayla, tell
1: it. us tell us what you do because you, you do some really awesome stuff.
2: Um I so like I said, I work kind of like on the systems level doing um, data collection for the child welfare community in my state. Um, and then also some really cool youth development um, and civic engagement work. Changing the world one child
0: at a time, both of you.
2: At a time. I don't really have my hands on individual. I wish, well, thank was. God.
0: Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> illegal. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Arnaud, <laughs> what'd you say?
3: Uh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> I was just making fun of Kayla. It's like one of my favorite pastimes, apparently. <laughs> So where I was going with with the uh, the straight comment, because you guys, I, I'm sorry, did we get that confirmed, or are you we going with a threepel? No,
1: I'm I'm sorry, Marley,
0: I really fucked that up for you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> We're complicit to to Haley to the threepel, but I don't know what that makes us.
0: Okay, got you. Well, we'll just we'll roll with that. That's fine. But what you do identify is, uh as specifically is allies. Absolutely. Okay, yep. so a lot of straight folk think that if they don't go around saying the word gay is stupid and don't go around punching gay people that they're an ally. True?
2: Well, no, no, okay. No, it's, true, it's true that people do that. What I was saying not true to you was the fact that that's what an ally is.
0: Right, that's That's not what an ally is. Can you, what is it to you?
2: To me, it's more like being like an active ally. Like you're, the examples that like you just lifted up, like. Those are things that you just shouldn't do anyways, just as a human being, <laughs> um, doesn't get like to label yourself anything special because you're, you just don't, you're a human. And I, so I think it's like, how are you intentionally making sure that you are being inclusive, that you are being there for whoever needs you? Like Ally can apply to anything, but specifically to the LGBTQ community, Ally means that I won't eat at Chick-fil-A <laughs> or shop at Hobby Lobby, Hobby Lobby. Lobby,
0: Lobby. <laughs> Yo. Hobby it's Lobby hilarious. are some homophobic ass motherfuckers. Holy <laughs> shit.
2: She, oh man, we've had that conversation so many times about well, Hobby Lobby. Uh, I have to text Haley and it's like, am I a bad person if I go to Hobby Lobby? Like, I just have to have her remind me. <laughs> I can't give
1: it. Yes, they're still homophobic, but if you
2: must.
0: Yeah, shit. Well, what the other one, Chick fil A, that was such a big deal, what, four or five years ago?
2: Yeah, they still have the same CEO though.
3: Still, still on the same shit yeah and i make jokes like every now and then about going to chick-fil-a and kayla does not accept that shit at all
2: <laughs> that's yeah, an just, ally
3: but yeah she's like nah fuck that no jokes <laughs> And
2: i was like this is no longer funnier now like it's just annoying
3: <laughs> uh the with the chick-fil-a
0: thing so the ceo is what what, what was, I don't remember the issue. This is what I remember about the Chick-fil-A thing. I remember that a lot of lesbians in our community were going to go protest by like making out in front of the Chick-fil-A. I think there's like one in Tucson, maybe two, but they were going to go out in front of Chick-fil-A's and make out. And I was so, I'm still so far removed from this. I already didn't fucks with Chick-fil-A from the beginning because like, I just don't think it's that good. There, I fucking said it.
1: Doesn't he like actively
2: like say shit and like, invest in like super yeah they give a lot of money to organizations that are very anti-lgbtq yeah and i feel like it's really telling if there's only one or two chick-fil-as in tucson
0: i love tucson Uh, keep keep the homophobes out and honestly i could be wrong there probably is more but like i said i don't fucks with chick-fil-a now if you ask me where every canes is in tucson i could draw you a map right now on this napkin if you needed me to are there any more specific actions that you you and Arnell take to be an ally or to consider you guys, yourselves allies?
3: Uh, I would definitely say not being complicit in the hate, like just going with all the hate that's out there. And if you hear it, you speak up, you are openly against it and make sure that people know not to be that way around you. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times I've caught my kids saying something and I'm like, uh rephrase that you know because we push friendliness uh we push inclusiveness like how would you feel if you went somewhere and i always use the analogy because my my white kids and my black kids can understand being a minority or being like you know out of place in that way so i use it that i use that to to try to like put that lens on on the whole thing it's like if you were black in a white community how would you feel if they made you feel unwelcome or if you're white in a black community how would you feel if they made you feel unwelcome usually That's works nice. Sometimes it doesn't because they're still dumbass kids.
0: Yeah. Well I I was one of those. So uh yes. Yes to all of that.
2: No, I also think Arnell probably views being an ally as being a wingman to Haley.
1: Oh yeah. Listen, there have been multiple times where we have gone out and Arnell's like, Oh, you like you like that girl? You like that girl? I'm like, Yeah, she's cute. All right, let's go get her. Let's go get her. Come on. I'm like, Arnell, <laughs> no, I'm not going to, but like let's go get her. Yes. <laughs> exactly now, no listen listen so so we will go out and um like if we're dancing and there's like a girl dancing dancing next to me or something who like do you want her like I could do you want her or or I have seen them. I don't know I don't know if you've done this recently but like the first one of the first few times we went out if I would like uh, dance like with a guy or something or Nell would like pull them off and be like she's gay don't do that <laughs>
0: yeah that is some that those are some actionable uh behaviors that is that's a fucking (laughs) ally that's awesome Yep. yep 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 uh so did so this is hilarious I'm glad we get to talk about this you guys have no idea what a GSA is or a gay straight alliance is you've never heard of that at all
2: I I after you broke down the acronym I was like oh yes those clubs at school
0: yes okay that's that's where I was what I wanted to talk about because I remember walking into one of those once when I was in high school and it was just filled with people who didn't quite know who they were yet and that's great that they all had a club and everything to do that like you know one hour a day but I felt so awkward because I was like I don't feel as I didn't feel like I needed it as much as they did
3: oh okay I'm I'm not uh familiar with that what's that again?
0: oh yeah it was uh, i was surprised that it even existed and was excited but then i don't know maybe i thought it was a place to pick up chicks and that is not the place <laughs> to pick up chicks
1: i don't so so like is it the same like do do places call it different things is it essentially the same thing or like, probably
2: so like haley in a it's the um fellowship of the rainbow yeah the school
1: yeah
0: that's a just, way cooler name.
1: Do you know, Kayla, do you know when that was
0: like created?
2: The Fellowship of the Rainbow? Mm. Yeah. I think they like changed the name because actually I'm pretty sure they don't call it Gay Straight Alliance anymore. I'm pretty sure they call it Gender and Sexuality Alliance to be more inclusive of everyone because oh. I coordinates all the GSAs for the state and I work with them in my role. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure I just had this conversation with their policy director a few weeks ago about this.
0: So do you think that something like that is useful or do you think it's effective?
2: Well, I compare it because I feel like it's more of like a support group. I think it well, I think it depends on like how it's facilitated, like who's the adult supporter and what are they doing with it? Because it could go any directions. And the ones that I've been around have been kind of, well, I've seen like support group type ones, which I mean, I, I grew up in foster care and they had similar things like that for um kids that were in care and I never vibe because I did not want that type of support I didn't need that like relationship or connection with other people and just to bond over like our identity or our traumas or whatever but then I've also seen clubs that are really just more of like advocacy groups and they make really cool change and the one that where Haley lives the one at that high school that's a lot of what they do is they've actually made policy change um in, in Haley's town in Atumwa, which I think is really cool so I think it just depends on how it's facilitated.
0: I think that's exactly where it comes from. Some people just start them just because they want to be around a lot of gay people but really have no purpose or drive or mission statement. And then I think that's where it gets kind of messy. But uh, even even the bad ones are still kind of supportive in their own way. And I say bad as in like, they're not really trying to make real change, but... I wish I was like out in
1: high school so I could have... Because like I didn't pay attention to that stuff because it wasn't really
0: on my radar. Kayla and Arnell, what... Speaking of change, what is the biggest change and probably most possible change you would like to see in the next four years? For all the queers out there, what would you like to see happen?
2: Well, this is very, very specific, but from the last four years, from the last leadership, they did some very awful things um, towards the LG, well, in general, (laughs) <laughs> but also towards the LGBTQ plus community and the child welfare system, including not allowing um, to collect data on young people who are in the system who are LGBTQ plus. So um, it is my hope that this new leadership will um, make that okay again, because we can't do better on a public policy level unless we have that data. And we're able to collect it like anonymously, or, like not outing anyone, because I know like that data can be weaponized, um, especially in today's, political climate but um that's my my number one goal dream
0: it's mine now too
3: um i i wouldn't even put this on the lgbtq community i would say more of the communities around the lgbtq community but acceptance i mean the fact that it's just so like the fact that as, as a gay person you have to come out straight people don't have to come out, I should gay people have to come out, like it's not the same. So just little stuff like, like why, why is it expected to do that? Like I, I can see if a person wants to, but so I would say just more acceptance for surrounding communities.
0: So I'm glad that you said acceptance because there's this like really, really fine line, not fine line, I think it's actually a hard ass thick line between tolerance and acceptance. So can you guys kind of define or give examples between like what one or the other is?
3: Tolerance is more like, um, I'm just allowing you to be there. Like, oh, you're over there across the street, but let your rights get infringed upon. I won't come to fight for you. Like I someone else that I clearly see like being wrong. Acceptance is more like, like, like let that person live. Let them do what they need to do to, to feel okay. Let them do what they need to do to, to, to be who they are like it's not just allowing them to exist it, it's it's being there for that person
2: yeah I think tolerance is no longer acceptable like we have to be doing doing more and I think that it also is kind of goes feeds into that argument of like inclusion versus belonging and it's like inclusion is no longer good enough like we have to take the step to, to belonging when we're trying to get people who have been marginalized from many room and many spaces and many opportunities. It's like, we have to take that next step. And tolerance to me just kind of feels like it's cold. Cause it, it's like a power thing. Like, okay, I, I will tolerate you. Like I'll grant you that.
0: Yeah. Right. How many positive yeah. people do you tolerate or how many people in your life that you actually want around do you tolerate?
1: Well, I want is, um, I've been, uh, this like really hit me hard. Um, this past election where and I kind of knew it anyways but I have people that are um this is just one instance say vote a certain way but they're like oh no but I, I still love you like you know that I'm like you can't th- 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 you can't do that anymore like we're, we can't do that anymore you cannot pick and choose it's honestly it is black and white with that right now like we're at that point
3: to so vote for a person that's going to put policies in place to make your life more difficult, or let you have the same rights.
1: hmm Exactly. Yeah. People don't understand that, like, what they do, even if they don't believe in that, does affect other people that you may
2: care about. Right. I I think that if I were to sum up, like, if I were to say what's the number one issue with the world, hands down, it's the lack of empathy. And I th-
0: so when we talk like acceptance, I just want to go back to that because it. I don't want anybody hearing this who feels like they haven't really been an ally to run out and go to the first gay person and like pat them on the back and say thank you for being gay because like my version of acceptance is you just not giving a shit about who i'm dating and i don't that that's what acceptance is i don't want you to come up and like be like thank you thank you for being out thank you for having short hair and being proud and wearing rainbows like no, just ask me who I am. Ask me what my favorite color is. Like, it, Just
3: leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> yeah,
0: or, or don't talk to me. Yeah, or don't try to uh, push me away or take away rights that belong to me because I am a human being and I live in this country. That kind of shit.
2: Not assuming. So not asking people, oh, do you have a boyfriend? Or not like assuming people's gender or assuming different things about different people. And then another thing that... Um, Like when, especially like when Haley tells me something about being, being gay, I just say, okay, like, like, cause who am I to argue with her lived experience (laughs) because of my, my, my own opinions from what I've gathered from probably TV shows. So I think it's just that like validate lived experience and let it trump your opinions and biases that you have.
1: Also, I think um, something to point out uh, a way to be a really good ally is to like be, someone that someone like a gay person can be comfortable talking to. Yeah, I don't know, Kayla's Kayla's good at it. She just says, yeah, okay, just treat it like any other problem, I don't know.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna hurt a lot of people's feelings who would listen to this, but there are very few straight people who I feel comfortable talking about like my relationship with. And it's a, very, it's a, it's a pretty special thing, at least to me to, as a lesbian, like to have somebody who I can just, who is listening to my shit as Marley's bullshit not gay bullshit or lesbian bullshit it's just marley fucking up her relationship and i'm gonna listen to it and uh, you know that's classic me
1: yeah and it's also not that like maybe we don't think that like a straight friend will not be accepting but it's like will they understand what i'm saying is it even worth like is it even worth trying to not that they're not an ally but you know like I have yeah. some, I have some friends that I'm not just going to be like, Hey, like,
0: I just like, look at this girl. Like, they're not like, they're not going to give a shit. <laughs> so how do you guys, cause it feels like you guys, you both are on the the forefront of, of change period. And thank you for that, by the way, Arnaud, what you're doing is amazing and not everybody can do it. And it's just great to see that you actually still enjoy it the, Just hearing you talk about it, it sounds like it's really rewarding and it's something that you want to do. So thank you. But how do you combat this, like, because you're dealing with, like, 13-year-olds, 13-to-16? 13-to-18. Uh, okay, so these kids are have already lived their life and, and had these behaviors and grown up saying these terrible things. Does it ever get exhausting? Does it ever feel like you're losing?
3: Consistently, but, I mean, it would. I would much rather say something than not say something. Right. Uh, it, I just had a long talk with one of my coworkers uh, yesterday actually about how like like how can we really create bigger change with our youth it, it's a really tough situation cuz we don't want them to be away from their families for too long i mean we we want we want we want to hold the kids a little bit longer so we can really make change but like how do you change things that their parents probably taught them or how do you change things that i mean it it it, it goes deeper than just 6 months of Hey man, you probably shouldn't do that. And this is why you shouldn't do that.
0: Okay, so last thing for both of you. This is a question for both of you. Do you what do you say in the face of, like, of that fact right there? Those kids are gonna go back to their families who are like gonna teach them the wrong way or whatever. What, what do you say to the people who are like, it's, it's not worth it. There's just so much. like it, what, are, what are you guys gonna do?
3: um for the most part make that your family like like put that into perspective like if this was your brother your sister your cousin would you still feel the same way how can you argue with that that? somebody you care about like how how would you argue that you can't
2: i also think it's like This is going to sound super, super cliche, but have you ever heard of like the little boy who went on the beach and like threw the starfish in and then like saved like one starfish at a time and then it made a difference in the ecosystem in the ocean and et cetera, et cetera. Well, I think that same logic can apply. And I, and I think like if everyone just took the time to like, like instill and pour into one kid, then we could disrupt like these cycles of trauma and um, create, create the world that we believe in and not continuing to be complicit to the one we're used to.
0: It's tedious work, but it's worth it. And appreciated. All right. And that was King Kayla and Arnell. Thank you guys again. That conversation was amazing. I think I learned a lot.
1: Uh, uh, me too.
0: <laughs> I, also, I also love them so much.
1: <laughs> Haley, are we still on Instagram? We are still on Instagram at The Gailey Show. And uh, like, review, share on whatever platform you're listening
0: yeah please we want to get this out to as many people as possible and if we just end up talking to ourselves well that is okay too we do it on a daily (laughs) on the daily on the way
1: home from somewhere
0: thank god we'd only just recently started to put a camera and microphone in front of us because the shit we'd have i was telling my mom i was like we so
1: sometimes when you call me we're we're, we're together and i was like she's like oh that's so nice to hear from her i said we do this every day mom (laughs)
0: We just, we just recorded on
1: Wednesdays. Just, just recorded every once in a while.
0: Uh, but like Haley said, please follow us, share, like, love, eat. <laughs> love you, man. I love you.